This episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by CBD Technologies, a brand new sponsor. Have you ever uh, tried some CBD, Ty? No, I, I never have. Um, I recently, you know, I, I never uh, I never really fuck with CBD because, you know, I heard that it's not psychoactive. The THC is a psychoactive part. I don't really use I mean, I'm sure I get some medical benefits from weed, but I don't use it medically. I use it recreationally as a drug to get high and to, you know, elevate my mood. So I guess I kind of do use it medically, but that's neither here nor there. I don't have cancer. CBD, what does that stand for? Can't bake dat? Yeah, exactly. Because (laughs) it doesn't get you baked. But just recently, like last week, I ate some CBD gummies for the first time. And... Uh, then I tried some CBD syrup and it was, it definitely does something to you. It calms you down, releases anxiety, makes you more positive. I'm pretty sure it just gets you high. I'm pretty sure I was just high. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but we, uh, we teamed up with this company, CBD Technologies that make the popular CBD lean. You can find them on Instagram at CBDXLean. And they have all kinds of uh, syrups, edibles, oils, bath bombs, uh, vape cartridges, as well as CBD for animals that you can give to, you know, dogs, cats, and help with all different types of ailments. That's right. That's right. You say old old Rex is on his last leg. He's Mm -hmm. He's not feeling too good. Instead of taking Rex out back and shooting him old yeller style with a shotgun... Give Rex some CBD oil. Next thing you know, he's feeling good again. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but with this this CBD medicine, um, you can you can teach him. New, you're going to be able to teach him to to roll over, um, to yeah. stand on his hind legs and walk like a person. I don't know about new tricks, but you could definitely reteach him tricks that he used to be able to do. Right, because he's going to be feeling better. So no need to no need to kill your dog anymore. They have no. they have CBD for pets, and it cures them of. Of all their ailments. Mm-hmm. So there's there are countless, uh, you know, countless advantages to putting CBD into your regimen, you know, your, your weekly vitamins or whatever it is that you do. And just adding it, anybody can benefit from this. And as well as dogs and cats. So if you go to cbdtechnologies.us, they're a new sponsor. And you can use the code NHP to get 10% off your order. And they have the highest quality, triple-tested CBD products. Everything is all mapped out according to the new laws. And you know what you're getting at CBD Technologies. This isn't just some guy that's hooking up some syrup in his bathtub and shaking a jug up and pouring it into things. Maybe it's just some sort of Sudafed or something like that. It could be, yeah. You never know. Horacetin pills. Mm -hmm. Remember, you'd take those. Like like a whole box. A whole box of them. And it would get you like... Holy shit. You would fry like in the movies. (laughs) Like it was like... This isn't that. But, you know, like it might have similar effects because the beautiful thing is I don't know. So I can't Mm -hmm. say that it doesn't get you like a Horacetin high. (laughs) You can't say that. But you can't say that it does either. I prefer you if you didn't. <laughs> but that is that is the, the risk that you take with these other companies that are like, oh, we have CBD stuff, you know, come and fucking uh, try our CBD shit. You don't know what you're getting. Right, these big pharmaceutical giants over here with their with their undisclosed ingredients and shoddy, mm-hmm. shoddy potency. Um, the, the CBD technologies, they have a quality assurance program that's trademarked, and that ensures that all your products... I was going to say the same thing. Freshly handmade to order at the time of purchase, and you're always getting what you paid for. Mm-hmm. And it says here on their website, under the lab test section, that yeah. they do lab tests. They have scientists, yeah. yeah. They, they have, have scientists. scientists on staff. Mm-hmm. So all of this shit is all tested. You know what you're getting. And you also are getting 10% off your order. So every order that you make helps us and helps them. They're a great company. CBD is the future. And uh, you know the 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 uh, the the uh, the least you could do is tell some friends, tell some family about the wonders of CBD. And if you're gonna get some yourself or for your grandma or for your dog, hit up cbdtechnologies.us. Use the code NHP. Did I say that enough? Yep. All right, sweet. 
these lab they have all kinds of lab test information. You could view the actual test. Yeah, let's, let's view it. Let's do it. We're gonna view test batch number. Uh, this is the uh, this is uh, sample GD one three four H dash one. M E T R C number one A four thousand seven one two six six seven F A A C zero 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 five four five. Mm-hmm. And also sample uh, GD thirteen four H dash one or I. I'm not sure or L. <laughs> one of those. But you could see from the from this test, it clearly has ninety nine point eleven percent. CBD and zero THC, THCA, CBDA, CBG, which I just recently heard about, has a lot of medical benefits. I want to learn some more about that. You got your CBC, which uh, airs that one show, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it says right here that the the CBD um, relieves anxiety, relieves pain, reduces inflammation, antioxidant. Antipsychotic reduces heart rate, reduces blood pressure, reduces muscle spasms, and also what I recently learned, it reduces the THC side effects. So if you smoke weed and you get a little paranoid, or you get a little too high, or you know really uh, lurped out and tired, you can actually take CBD and it'll reverse the effects and sober you up. Now a lot of people say this. But, <laughs> No, they don't. I've never heard people say that. <laughs> but a lot of people do say that CBD Technologies is one of the best in the game. Right. So go and hit them up. Let them know that we sent you. And that's it. Today, we're talking about parenting. Ty, this is the last time that we have you on the show as as a not not a dad. That's right. And you know what? Um, I may not be able to smoke as much pot as I'd like to, so I'm hoping that Maybe in lieu of my, my normal weed smoking, I can try out some CBD. Maybe I'll go to cbdtechnologies.us, pick up some CBD, and that'll at least get me through the, the horrible, horrible nightmares of weed withdrawal. Yep. I think that's a great idea, and I think it will help for sure. It has a, it does a lot of the same things for you. Yeah. So uh, let's start this episode. You ready? Yep. Let's, let's start the episode. Let's start the episode that's already done. I don't drink soda. Okay, all right. All right, okay. Calm down. The court is in session. Honorable Judge Pekinzi presiding. All rise. Sit back down. No, we, we got to do the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Rise again. Yeah, that comes after this step. It's they the do rising. That in, in court? Yeah, they do. Okay. Uh, one foot. Stand on one foot. Hop around. Put your hands in the air like you just do not care. Now put one hand over your heart as we all recite the Pledge of Allegiance together. You ready? I okay. pledge allegiance, allegiance to, to the, the, the flag. American flag. Of the, the United, United States, States of America. And, uh, uh, and their, no, 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 no. For no, which no, it no, stands. You're, you're, you're butchering it, one, man. One single you're, nation. You're, th- th- this is not the Pledge of Allegiance. Under Almighty God. This is not. Listeners, do not, be, do not be tricked. Do not be tricked by this false Pledge of Allegiance. This is not the American Pledge of Allegiance. And justice I will, for all. My hand is not on my heart. I just wanted to have the listeners know that. <laughs> my hand was over my butt. I saw that. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm glad that we could get through that. So now the podcast has officially started. You know that's how we start every episode. Regular listeners have heard it before. The Pledge of Allegiance, sure. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. That's right. And today is a big day because by the time that next week's episode comes out, uh, Ty will actually not be here because Ty, you want to, you want to tell people why? I'm having, I'm having a child. He's having a child. a small child. Uh-huh. A very a very small child, I imagine. That's right. I mean, I haven't seen him yet, but I anticipate him being under 10 pounds. So, how did this how did this happen? Let's start with conception. That's where life starts. Okay. Well, first, just as everything starts uh with it all started with Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. My my uh wife 
and I, mm-hmm. uh, we, we read the Bible. Uh-huh. We, we had a talk with Jesus. We consulted him. So it started 6,000 years ago when everything was created. No, this was just recently. This was, oh, okay. this was last, last fall. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That timeline has to have been last fall. Cool. We had a, we had a talk with Jesus and we consulted him, got his blessing, got his approval, um, went through the, you know, the whole process the of, of applying and getting all the paperwork into, into heaven. Mm-hmm. That you know, heaven offices, and you know, we went ahead and got that application approved. And, um, Jesus, you know, he, he said the child's on his way. <laughs> That's how it works, yes. That's crazy, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I bet the stork is the one that delivers the baby. Oh, goodness gracious, no, it's it's coming from her, her vagina, my, my <laughs> wife's vagina, <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't know why you would actually a stork. Say a stork I, what what do you? I mean, what is this like a children's cartoon? Yeah, I mean, this isn't a joke. This is a serious thing. He really is having a baby that was, you know, brought by Jesus. And uh, what was the word that you used? He was. Uh, uh, Jesus gave the uh, gave he gave his okay. blessing and yeah, his approval. His yeah, he signed off on the documents we needed, mm-hmm. and it got pushed through corporate. And yeah, well, that's now, awesome. Now there's a baby on the way. Congratulations. And this is your first child that you know of? That I know of, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, today we figured that we would focus on, uh, I, I guess you would call it the, the art of parenting. Right. Which, which I always hear comes naturally when you have a kid, that things just kind of fall into place and your, your, uh, your sus- instincts kick Yeah, in. I suspect I'll just make it up as I go. Yeah, why learn anything? I, I, I guess you can say things fall into place. Like how much how a baby will fall out of Ty's wife's vagina. Yeah, or hopefully I, fall. I imagine he's also gonna fall into places. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you could say it falls into place. Yeah, sure. That that would be. Mm-hmm. There's a. I'm sure you guys have seen the the videos of the epic dad catches where a dad will just you know effortlessly catch a falling baby that's about to hit its head on the table and then swoop it around, put it on its feet, not even look. No, I haven't, but I imagine I'll be... Much like that. Yeah. 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 If not, better. I saw I saw a dad fail to, to catch his child. He I, dropped his child at Walmart, and the child you know, just fell to the ground mm-hmm. and cried for a couple of seconds, and the guy didn't even like help him up or anything. He just kind of like left the child well, to himself. So, I mean, sometimes it's good for them. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, there's gotta be I mean, a balance. You can't, you can't pick them up all the time. Right. Exactly. Very true. So, Bill, you uh, you you have kids. Now. See how how long how long have you had children? About two years. Two years. So you have a couple years experience with this. You, I'm sure, have some advice that you can give Ty today. And I, um, I don't have any kids, but I have a I have a cat. I hate cats, and I have this cat that tricked me into thinking he's a dog, and I kind of think dogs are part of the family and like people, so I kind of have a, a a child. Sure, right, yeah, exactly. In a way, yeah. yeah. A, so I can relate, definitely. There's literally no difference. Definitely, I can relate. So uh, we're going to talk about parenting. I also have a, a couple... Uh, a couple words of advice from parents.com, which I see oh, okay. would be a very reputable place. Right. And... Uh, as well as some things to uh, to look at in the future for when your child grows up. Because it's a crazy world. And boy, is it. Think about the time that we grew up. And, I mean, Bill, you know, you're, do your kids have phones yet? Your mic turned off again. Simpler times the 90s were. Mm-hmm. All right, there it is. Bill, do your kids have phones yet? No, not yet. Not yet. But how, how old are these children? Uh, four and nine. Yeah, uh, they're probably <coughs> not quite phone age. No, but they're getting they're there. At, they're at, do you have any games on your phone age? Do they ask you if you have games on your phone? No, they don't play games on my phone. Ooh, um, look at these children. I'm, the, I'm fancy Bill's children. I don't like <laughs> games. <laughs> no, I they, study all day they in, play, in the they library. Play, no, what it is is um, technology is actually a big part of the nine-year-old's life. He just went to uh, – we started him in a new school this last year, and apparently they have, like, laptops and tablets and, you know, all that crap at their school that they use and different classes use different types of technology. 
So we've been letting him, he's got an account on the computer here at home and he's got, you know, his Xbox account hooked up to it. So he can play like Roblox or whatever other games he plays. But as far as technology goes, he's not big into it. He's more into like playing with his cars and toys still, which I'm stoked on. So I look forward to that. Yeah, not, being, not so being, much the because I can being pin- a parent is different than being an adult who enjoys toys or has a kid like sense of humor. Being a parent, you get to play with the fucking toys. You get to go to the store and you get to buy cool ass toys, mm-hmm. and then you get to bring them home and fucking play with them. Yeah, I could pinpoint the time when when I started to become like aware of what other kids thought of me and like like really started like having a concept of being cool mm. and like not not wanting to be like a kid and that was just, like at its earliest probably right around third grade when i was like 10 or so you know mm-hmm. i think that's when mm-hmm. it started so i think 10's probably where you know your kid just becomes a little shit slowly and you, you hate them <laughs> and that, that's, i don't know the, the, the nine-year-old now is there uh, like a like a he's attentive and smart and he he goes through the i want to be cool thing so yeah well uh it's definitely it's definitely crazy seeing these i mean they're they're fucking they're little people and yeah and i mean the older you get you realize that there really are no adults there's just older kids like everybody's just that same kid we're all trying to figure shit out and it's crazy to like to have this like person and have them turn from a kid into a person right in front of your eyes and have you kind of mold that and shape this person is like so crazy dude it is so crazy it is and then it's like you know there's people that (laughs) i'm high yeah. So am I. I'm very high. I, yeah. I, I was taking lots of dabs before we got on the, the show. They're a little piece of you. It's like, what a what a beautiful and also egotistical thing to be like, I want kids. I want a little piece of me out there. Like, the world that's, needs that's more. That's something Chanel points out to me a lot, is the four-year-old, me and him, butt heads a lot. He He's an argumentative little, little strong-headed fella. Yeah. And she constantly points out that we are the exact same. Like a hundred percent, he acts like I do the things I I complain. Like he'll do something that upsets me, but on the other hand, I do that same thing with my attitude. So you're a hypocrite, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. A big old hypocrite. See, that's the problem with being a parent, right there. Is you said it, it is being a hypocrite. Yeah, of course you're going to be a hypocrite while right. being a parent because you want your children to be better than you. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been a hypocrite for years, and I haven't even had a kid you know. yet, so mm-hmm. it's, it's all good. There's nothing new there. Um, my biggest concern is like, um, like what skills like can I pass on to this kid? Because he's like, you know, he's gonna have a fun dad, probably compared to most other kids. You know what I mean? Like, I'm into, I'm still a big kid myself. I'm into toy collecting and video games and all kinds of, you know, going places that a kid would enjoy. Which uh-huh. my parents were never into that, so I think he's like, you know, got an advantage there as far as fun goes. But I mean, I don't really have too much i can teach him i mean i'm not gonna be able to teach him how to fucking like weld or yeah you know like build build shit yeah but i mean there's all these uh there's all these little things like he's gonna find his own interests and you know learn those in his own way like from different sources and everything but you're gonna have like such a crazy huge influence on his kid's life yeah like i'm hoping this is my ticket to football all these all these little things like like you know like with like with my son, I I taught him how to use a litter box, which is like I potty trained this kid, right? Yeah, and you know I molded this this child yeah. into you know a functioning you know member of cat society, right? <laughs> so I can Man, re- if, I can if, really if, relate. If the listeners could have a visual, like <laughs> the majority of this episode, if if I haven't been talking, I've just been like quietly shaking my head in a, in, in like a. A disagreeing manner with what I'm hearing. Because you're the only parent so far. I'm stoked that like there's going to be somebody that could potentially take care of me when I'm old. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's definitely a plus. 
Assuming I don't like just butcher the relationship because I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have anybody. I'm gonna have some Dominican nurse that's probably gonna push me around, and when nobody's looking, she's gonna slap me with my own slipper and shit like that. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> oh no, your microphone cut out again, Bill. I gotta take a piss. So speaking of parrots, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be great to be a parrot. I've always, I've always wanted to be a colorful bird that has the ability to speak. I was gonna say, did you say parrots? <laughs> yeah, parrot parroting. That's you're what not, we're, we're talking about. No, right? you're not gonna be a parrot. I guess you don't become. I mean, you're talking like animorph style, where you could like change back and forth. You become a much more majestic yeah. bird in real life, anyways. So I would. I would. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Parrots, parrots are right. You're become a majestic bird. So uh, I'm going to start going through some of these tips. And, you know, Bill, you as a parent can tell us, you know, if you agree with these, how you apply these. And uh, hopefully we could all learn something. So uh, tip number one is to simply take charge. You're the parent. You're in charge. This is your house. Don't be afraid to hit, tie up, uh, waterboard. Um, electrocute a sack of orange your child because you are the dictator of this house, correct? I don't, well, I don't think you want to break any laws. Bill, your microphone. Wait, it's back now. I don't have any warnings. Weird. Yeah, okay. I think you just didn't have anything to say about, about that. <laughs> yeah, I thought your microphone was out, but you just didn't have it. You're like, mm-mm. No, I mean, water uh, waterboarding, I think, is uh, no. <laughs> probably illegal outside of, you know, like the CIA doing it to somebody. Yeah, like, I think if you waterboarded that. your child, you could probably go to jail for that. Waterboarding is a thing that, that looks like it's not that bad, but is horrible. I'm sure it is. It doesn't look like... I mean, it looks horrible. I don't know <laughs> how you look at waterboarding. You're like, Have you oh, ever been looks, waterboarded? See, Bill doesn't think it looks bad. And Bill's going to tell me no, No, but like simulated drowning does not... I have, and, with soda. You haven't really been waterboarded, though. Yeah, my face was tightly strapped down with a towel. I think part I of... at a 45-degree angle upside down and half. I think part of a true waterboarding is it needs to be against your will, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? While well, resisting, that's I think the that's thing. the yeah. Your right. mic's gone again. Yeah, your mic's gone again. I hadn't oh, said it's anything. Back. <laughs> no, it, it cut out. It cut out mid. No, he, he's fucking with us. I think. Yeah, he, he's moving his mouth. It's not fun. It's not fun. Okay, because I'm trying to get the audio shit here. Stop fucking with me. Um, I'm not fucking with nobody. Who, who was it that did it? Someone that you knew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, so that doesn't count because you're like, hey. Let me up before I die. And they're like, yeah, dude, it's just gonna, we're gonna see what it feels like. So that's yeah, not just. You don't die doing it. Yeah, but it has to be somebody that you don't know or someone that you're afraid of and you don't know how this is gonna go. That is, cause then you're freaking out. Then you can't control your breath. All you did was I just, suppose. all you did was just held your breath while they poured soda on your face. It's like, yeah, welcome to an ICP show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Step two, don't clip your child's wings. If your child is born like Michael style with John Travolta and he has literal <laughs> wings on his back and you say, this is a freak show. Everyone's going to laugh at him. Let's get him surgically removed. Don't clip him. Don't do it. No. But I mean, I imagine if he's born with wings and we weren't to clip them, I mean, you're going to have like some sort of E.T. type shit where the government just comes with all sorts of like trucks and they, they quarantine you and put mm-hmm. you in like a giant tube mm-hmm. and they're trying to run tests on you and it's, uh, I don't never, want that I've for never my, seen that. I've I don't want it. E.T. so I don't know. Have you, have you guys you, not like seen the third X-Men movie? You haven't, wait, 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 you haven't seen E.T.? No, I watched Mac and Me when I was a kid. You've seen Mac and Me and I'm not E.T.? A, I'm from a Mac and Me household. <laughs> <laughs> we drank Shasta and watched Mac and me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I get it. I've seen Mac and me. I get what you're saying. The same thing. Right, right, yeah. Government. Uh-huh. Um, next step. So yeah, clip those wings. Is remember that discipline is not punishment. So I think that has to do with the waterboarding still. Still waterboarding. So don't feel bad. <coughs> You know, don't feel bad when you when you hit your kid. It's not it's them. You know what I mean? It's going to make them a better person. Agreed, everyone. Yeah. No. Mm. Next step. 
play with your children. Now, Bill brought this up, and you actually showed me your the Hot Wheels track that you guys are building in the backyard. Yeah. Now, this thing is dope. So he is in, he has teamed up with the children, and I think the, the starting point is attached to the tree, like six feet up, and the cars fucking go zooming down, and there's all kinds of twists and turns and jumps and shit, and that's probably one of the best perks of... Like you said, you have a a legitimate excuse to play with these toys. Yeah, yeah, you're, I'm looking forward to that. You're not a 30 year old man in a yard building a Hot right. Wheels track with everyone staring yeah, at you. Yeah, and exactly. And yep. suddenly, my toy collection that I had in my spare bedroom doesn't look so mm-hmm. doesn't look so weird now. Instead of being a freak or a weirdo, now now are you going to let them play with your toy collection? No, that's not what yeah, those. Are I mean, for. To, yeah, I mean it'll, it'll probably slowly. Become their their toy collection. I yeah. mean, I have I have some loose toys that they can you know play with for sure. And then you know, as they as they earn my trust and prove responsibility, I, I might let them you know mm-hmm. take possession of a couple unopened figures or something. That's that's a lot, and that's definitely no. Your microphone is gone again. No, it's not. It's something with your connection to your microphone. You got a you got a bad connection there, pal. Yeah, it might be the connection just to a, your computer. Just a nasty old connection. Is that better? Yeah, I can hear it right now. It just keeps cutting out like mid sentence. So what were you saying? You were gesturing behind. Oh, you're gonna pull it out and clank it around some more. That's great. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, so you turned around and you motioned at your your uh, your shelf of toys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I was going to say, the, the listeners can't see, but I've got toys over here that the kids can't play with. It's just, and, and, and I don't I don't allow them to eat. They can, like, come and look at them, but they know that they're collections. They're not toys. They're, you know. Yeah, absolutely. See, that's the equivalent of, you know, the signed baseball on your dad's shelf that's in a little case, and it's his prized possession, and you end up taking it to school and trading it. Or you take it to the sandlot and you hit it over the fence, and then a a, a dog, an oversized Saint Bernard, chews mm-hmm. it up, and you have to you have to spend the entire summer building a rector set, ladders, and vacuum cleaner. Um, that dog wasn't even things. that scary. Really. And then and then you have to talk James Earl Jones into giving you a different ball that has even more <laughs> signatures and is even more valuable. That's right. Very yeah, true. but it, but but this is something I don't think very many people noticed about that movie. None of those children owned a dog, so they weren't. Uh, yeah, that's used to that's it. why they were scared of them. Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, and Dennis Leary was a piece of shit in that movie too. That's a good point. I was like one of the. Yeah, he was. He's like the typical stepdad. I guess that's probably why they yeah. had him play like that. He was. But most of those kids probably didn't have the best of home lives either. He, I, think about it. Yeah. They all spent we don't time know in that. We, I guess that's true. But it was the it was the the sixties though. It was a, a different time. You could let your kid, you know, be out on the town. Mm-hmm. All, even in the nineties, I was out, you know, like all over the place from a very early age. But God, Dennis Leary was such a dick in that movie. I totally a forgot. Piece of shit, you he know? was all like, I remember he was telling them to like stop being a bitch when when they were playing catch out in the yard. Yeah, and the the, the woman was so timid around him that clearly there was some sort of violence there. She was yeah. like, baby. Do you think you could possibly teach him how to catch sometime, you know, in the in the next uh next year? Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to have to sit down and watch that movie. And then at one point he like called him dad or something and he was like call me Larry like <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me dad, kid. I'm not your dad. So, that was fun. So yeah, that's I mean, don't be like Dennis Leary in the Sandlot. That's a that's a good good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Moral of that story. Uh, let's see. Next one is, uh, be a good role model to your children. So. That's hard. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, being a hypocrite, which everybody is. Yeah, I've got an anger problem. So me trying to control my, my temper and, you know, I, I explode over little insignificant dumb shit. Uh Like. I'll, I'll yell at a blunt rap because it wants to split while I'm splitting it. Mm. Like. And you'll get like legitimately angry 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. like legitimate angry over like small small little things and and it's hard when you sit down to talk to them and be like, "Look, it's okay to be angry, but you need to be able to use that anger in a positive manner like go run around the yard, mm-hmm. decide to write, uh build something cool with your Legos and then destroy that if you would like." You know, like it's hard to try and get them to do these positive behaviors when you yourself are caught in, you know, negative connotations about how you treat yourself and the way you act. So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's an awkward battle to be like, Hey, check this out. This is the right thing to do. Don't do what I do. Cause I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And then I, I yeah. think that, so. I think that there's also things that, that your kids like shouldn't really see until a certain age like like sides of life oh yeah like uh like like oh, i remember most definitely like like i know someone i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say who it is but she has a kid and whenever uh like like her son will be like hey mom can we go to mcdonald's and she'll be like we're really poor because daddy's in prison and we don't have a lot of money right now oh man and blah 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 and like all this stuff and no, you know man. i i also you know, struggled growing up when I look back at it. Like my mom went through these periods, but I never, ever heard about it when I was a kid. She never talked about that shit in front of me. I never heard about how bills were late or about how we were about to get evicted. Like, see, I did. And yeah, I can, I can tell you firsthand that that's, that's absolutely something I want to shelter my child from. Child should not be worried about that. Like, give them, let them have their time to like not have Mm -hmm. to worry about fucking bullshit or about where their, you know, food's coming from or fucking roof over their heads coming from. Cause that's the rest of your life. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. My parents were, were talking. There's a fine line in between the two of those. Yeah. You know, like to prepare them, but not, you know, instill I, that feeling that, you know, oh, we're everyone's struggling. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, you have to like, like they won't eat their food. You know, you have to be like, hey, that food costs money. Yeah. You know, like, like we worked hard to get money to buy food to put in your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You know, they have to understand the concept of of cost, no, but they yeah. don't need to be concerned with the family's right welfare. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that goes with uh, this next one is pass along your plan, which says to mobilize the other caregivers in your child's life, like your spouse, grandparents, daycare worker, babysitter, etc., to help reinforce the values and behavior that you want to install. So pretty much what you're getting with a child is like a new MacBook and you are designing the OS that's going to go into it and you install that OS and hope that everything is in order to where it all runs smoothly and this computer lasts for years. So I'm a stepfather. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have my children about 80% of the time. Yeah. So imagine that same analogy where you go give your MacBook to some random dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Every week and then get it back on Monday. And they just fucked it all up and put all kinds Mm -hmm. of weird shit on there. Yeah. All kinds of red flags. All viruses, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so I mean like... McAfee on it. It's, it's that aspect for, for, you know, step parents. I will say that specifically. Um, cause you know, that is a category of being a parent. They call them step um, because they step all over you. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, I may, I may have not been, uh, in the process of conceiving these children, but like I said, I'm with them 80% of their life. You yeah. know, I teach, I taught the four year old how to use the bathroom. These are my children. And when you're trying to, you know, mold and create this smart, intelligent human being, and you have these specific set of rules that you try to live by and that you're trying to enforce in them, Mm -hmm. and then they go somewhere else where these rules are not enforced, yet sometimes encouraged, it becomes very difficult and it's a very hard struggle, not only for the parent, but for the child. Yeah, to bounce between these different sets of values. 
mm-hmm. especially if they're if they're like a drastic change, then you know yeah. what do you fuck? What do you do? What All do right. you? Do? <laughs> but you got it's you, difficult. You got your two Christmases. Yeah, that's right. And your two giftlesses. Uh-huh. Two giftlesses and two Christmases, which is also a perk. And that's the shiznesses. Uh-huh. Sure. And also a cool thing about uh, your child, which is going to be born in July, is that there's an equal spacing between birthday and Christmas. Yep, he's getting six months. Boom, right in the middle. Yeah, that's right, how, because right my birthday's in July, middle. and that was so dope when I grew up, because I had a lot of friends that had birthdays uh, like I had three friends and family members growing up that had birthdays on New Year's yeah. Eve. Yeah, have fun with your January birthday and not getting yeah. shit for eleven months, you dick. Uh-huh. And and they would get joint presents to be like, "Hey, here's a big present for Christmas and your birthday." I was like, "What the fuck is that shit?" Like, seriously. <laughs> so I always got them spaced out, which was dope. Yep. But um, I think that uh. I think that we can we can move on from this list. This seems like seems like it's pretty. Uh, all of these, the rest are pretty redundant. No, kind of a big concern of mine is a potential parent trap type situation, oh. where where my son and I are are you know our bodies swap, like a Freaky Friday. Isn't it the parent trap? I think the parent trap was where there was two twins and Bill's mic cut out. And it was like they were they were twins that were separated at birth or something and went to two different families. Yeah, parent trap was two two twins separated at birth with two separate parents. One was rich, one was poor. Mother and actual father back together oh. because each one was with separate parents. Oh, well, that doesn't apply to me at all. So I think I'm good there. So they like switched places and they were like, "I'm this Lindsay Lohan." Right. Yeah, he's mm. talking about Freaky Friday. You were right. Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan? Yep, yep, that's mm-hmm. it. That's okay, the one. there's a comparison then. Bridged it Still together. Still a Lohan. And Jamie Lee Curtis was in a movie with someone who was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Twelve degrees of separation. Five degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. I think. No, you cook, bacon, you cook bacon at 420 degrees in the oven. You're right. We probably shouldn't give false information like five degrees. <laughs> cook the bacon at five degrees. That's how you get sick. For 6,000 hours. That would just freeze it, right? <laughs> Five, oh, yeah. That would be some very okay. frozen bacon. So one thing that I wanted to talk about and bring up is, um, you know, like I said, your your both of your children are going to be um, growing up in this technological age where, you know, they're going to have cell phones. Bill's kids are going to have cell phones pretty soon. I don't know yeah. what... What what age do you think that you would give your child a cell phone just for for safety purposes, going back and forth to school and shit? Uh, I don't know. No, see, that's that that's actually really key in when to give them technology. Uh-huh. Um, your microphone cut out again. <laughs> no, it didn't. I'm just not talking loud. I'm sorry. You were <laughs> no, yeah, you you cut out for sure. You most definitely cut out. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. But when to give it to him is key. Um, we only live like three or four blocks from the school. And next year we're planning on having Bjorn walk to school and back from school. Yeah. And I'm, that's the same year we're planning on giving him a phone because we are sending him out into the world alone. And we want him to have GPS technology to call us if need be whenever. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I mean, so. they, they make like apps where you can like. Put put it in like a child mode, and your kid can't get on like a the I think regular about internet. A microchip? No, like like parent parent apps for parents that eliminate their child's access to porn. And yeah, basically. Well, it's speaking to strangers and limits what they can his, do. His Google account account is on a child setting, so once once every two days, I get an email on anything he's done online, where he's been, what websites, what games he's played, how long he's been on the computers, even his school computers all log into the same account. So, what scares I'm, me to death is like, I just hope he doesn't take after me as far as like all the shady shit I did as a child, because <laughs> I did some fucking well. They say dumb shit. They say they're ten times for no, worse. No good reasons and. I definitely uh, was not not a very well behaved child. Granted, I didn't have a lot of structure and I didn't have a lot of support. And 
shit to do to keep me out of trouble, which I don't think is going to be a problem for my son. But I definitely, you know, I, I got in a lot of trouble and did a lot of, you know, things that looking back, I'm not especially proud of. So, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think that's part of that's part of childhood. You know, what if he's a chip off the old block and he's just out running amok, causing problems? You know, fucking with people's cars, stealing shit. You know, smoking smoking with cigarettes from a very early age. Uh, I See, think something we're going to try to do with Bjorn is, regardless of uh, if he wants to ditch school or go over to a friend's house and your mic. Is my mic really not working? Yeah. You keep cutting out. So if he wants to ditch and go to a friend's house or something? If he wants to ditch school or he wants to go to a friend's house and, like, leave in the middle of the night, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we just want him to tell us about it. Hence, again, giving him the phone. You know, be open with us. It's not like the fact that we're going to say no or don't do this. We really prefer you do go do these kinds of things get the proper experiences as a child we just want to be informed so you're you like you're more you more along the lines of the mom in the sandlot where you're like you know what go go be a kid uh, boys are gonna be boys um just you know go get in trouble not too much trouble well, yeah it's like i don't want him to get in trouble i don't want you to like break in cars and shit you shouldn't but get, you want him to with- to go out. If you're with people who are doing, you know, like breaking windows, then you know don't be around those people. You Unless know, the window is broken with a baseball. <laughs> Unless the window is broken with a baseball, which is which is an accident. But you know, you know that there's nothing that you could do about that. And if he leaves to go do some shady shit, he's not going to call you and tell you that he's going to do shady shit. Yeah, no probably how many not. Times you tell him he's not going to. He's going to call you later. But it's good to have the cell phone so if something goes down, he can call and be like, hey, yeah. I need help. Well, see, see, to be, to have that open communication, he may not tell us if he's doing it or not, but to have that open communication of, hey, we won't be upset if this is something you are doing, we just prefer to know, yeah. I think is, is a, something that'll allow him to be more talkative yeah. in those type of situations. It's better than, us. it's better than not talking about it at all. Yeah. Like a lot of kids, exactly. I, I always got from my parents that are, you know, if you're ever drunk and stranded somewhere, you know, like call us and we'll, we'll come and pick you up and we won't be mad. I always got that speech. And I think I cashed that in one time and I still got in trouble, <laughs> which they didn't say anything about. They were very mad. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. that happens. So, uh, so yeah, this technology is all over the place. By the time, by the time your kids are 18, the world is gonna be, you know, run by bots and computers and artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, there has been, a, a really fun thing that's been happening a lot lately, which is where people will create a bot, uh, force them, uh, to, you know, ingest a bunch of, you know, scripts or materials or watch something and then have them create something. So what I have here is a bot uh, watches all the Saw movies and then writes its own Saw script. Yeah, Yeah, I heard about that. So there's all different types of ones. There's ones where they do with Scrubs, one with Friends. There's one with the Golden Girls that I read the other day, which was fun. But... This is just, you know, a random, you know, Alexa type artificial intelligence thing that creates sentences and phrases and structures. Took all these scripts and then it was like, okay, now by the way that these scripts go, create your own version from scratch. And uh, I want to go through and read this one. And I think it's important just because this is the a juvenile version of what your kids are going to be, you know, subjected to and dealing with when they're older. Technology has exponential growth. We have no idea where it's going to be at in 20 years. I do. Well, Ty does, but he doesn't tell us. I always try to ask him, and he's like, you know, uh, 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 Wait, wait, uh, what? uh, Where does uh, this come from? uh, uh, uh. I've been playing Detroit Become Human. Oh, that ain't real. Calm down. it's, It's exactly what it's going to be like. 
You're exactly what it's going to be like. Go look in a mirror. That's what the future is. Uh, the future is time. The future is me, yes. I, I agree <coughs> with that. Sure. Uh, it's also yeah, going to... You, you yeah, know. You're having a child in the next week. The future <coughs> is you. You're creating the next generation. Uh-huh. You're propelling the human evolution to, to further itself and, and prolongate the life of, uh, of people in, in this existence. Fucking A. Yeah. Trip the fuck out on that. Yeah, give myself a pat on the back, man. That's some, that's some deep shit. Boom. Hell yeah, and I got a cat. Yeah. <laughs> a fine cat. Fine cat. Uh, he, he is a pretty fine cat. Shout out to the little guy. How's he doing? <laughs> He's doing good. He's doing way better. He's not sick anymore. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I have this person forced this bot to watch the Saw movies and then asked it to write a Saw movie of its own. And here is the first page of this movie. So it is entitled Saw 9, Saw and Tada, The Bang, The Bang, Diggy, 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 is the name of this movie. So, you know. Did it read all of the is music this a bit? from the scripts as well? This is a real thing that I'm reading. So the, uh, and a computer program so actually sub- made that, that subtitle was real? That subtitle was real. Saw 9, Saw it ha da da bang da bang diggy diggy diggy. Okay, all right. We're in for right. a fucking ride here. Okay, hold on. Okay, interior whale. We're inside of a whale. Okay, we start out. <laughs> okay, we're in a whale. Interior whale. Right. We're setting up the scene. Okay. A sexy woman. Her name is Becky. Sexy woman is covered. Strong woman. Is, yeah, is covered in blood. Chained to a bed. She's in a whale, but doesn't know it yet. Like a literal, actual, like, whale. Like Jonah and the whale. She's okay. in a whale. And there, there's also a bed. So, like, this is, like, yeah. on some cartoon shit. Like There's a bed in the whale. Okay. So much like Pinocchio. Pinocchio also, which I think was the story of Jonah and the whale, went, mm-hmm. went inside of the whale. It's a part that I always forget about in the movie. And I want to say there was, like, living quarters in there. It's pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. That part always kind of like made no sense to me. Yeah, it was like it trailed off on this whole other movie, like mm-hmm. he's in the whale. Yeah, it's like that's not what. Like I'm talking, we're watch yeah. his nose grow here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see the fucking give me the bread and butter. Uh, so she doesn't know she's in a whale yet. Becky says, "Ah, blood is supposed to be inside my body, not outside of it." What? Okay, that's a fucking that's a solid observation, I think. Okay. <laughs> An old TV turns on. Okay, so there's Yeah. So there's like a full room and like yeah. this way. Uh-huh. Okay. We we know <laughs> there's power. We know so, that so the, uh, like are we are we just in like a regular room and the walls are just like Look like, you know, like, they're, blubber. Yeah, they're... Like, pink they're blubber. They're, like, red, like, like, veiny and kind of red. moving, like, <laughs> okay. and dripping and stuff. There's, like, a yeah. distinct, like, peak. But she hasn't she hasn't put this together yet. She doesn't know. It could be so, dark in there. So it's there's power. Well, there's power for Well, there's the TV. a TV. We don't know that yeah. the TV's powered yet. Yeah. Or do we? Well, it did turn on. Oh, okay. So there's there's... Yeah. There's some power. There could be a battery pack. Well, on the I know, too. I know. Whale blubber itself is like a. Oh, it does create energy. It's yeah. some sort of conductor. I think they used it for candles yeah. back in the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> the TV's powered off of the whale blubber. I got it. That's right. Makes sense. Okay, so the old TV turns on. It's plugged into the whale blubber. We know it's old because it's covered in cobwebs, <laughs> and voted for blank. This is redacted for some reason. What? Yeah. Uh, the doll from the other movies appears on the screen. So the other Saw movies, I would imagine. Appears on the TV screen. Appears on the screen. But this time, he's sexier. (laughs) We know he's sexier because he's covered in sex webs. Okay? So these are like cobwebs, but I think it's cum. I think sex webs is cum. I'm not sure. So the sexy doll says, Hello, Becky. Want to play a game? Okay, this is the only part that's on point. This is the only line... That is canonical with the rest of the Saw movies. Hello, Becky. Want to play a game? Becky says, yes, of course. Don't be silly. Yes, 100%. Game, please. <laughs> this is all verbatim? Yes. Right. <laughs> Super into it. Okay, now Becky still doesn't realize she's in a whale. That's what this says in the next part. Becky still does not realize she's in a whale. 
Sexy Doll says, Becky, you are inside a whale. <laughs> Becky now realizes she's inside a whale, and she's fine with it. <laughs> no problem at all. No freaking out. She's like, I got. I mean, you have to be somewhere, right? Why not inside of a whale? Okay. Sexy Doll, I hid the key to this whale inside your pancreas. Becky whispers to herself, good thing I'm a pancreas doctor. (laughs) She says that. The sexy doll says, but since I know you're a pancreas doctor, I took it out of your pancreas and put it in one of your kidneys. The cool one. (laughs) The cool kidney. You know, there's two. Becky says, whispers to herself, ah, fuck, I don't know kidneys. (laughs) A countdown starts counting down from one hour on the TV (laughs) Sexy Doll says Whoa, what the fuck is that? I didn't do that Who did that? It's actually getting interesting Alright Do we have like another doll going on here? I'm, I'm intrigued And the very last line The whale did that The whale put the timer on the TV. <laughs> and Finn. I think that's just the first page. I'm pretty sure there's a whole script out there. Mike, nah, that's amazing. Somebody oh should God. shoot this. Yeah, thing. I was just going to say, somebody <laughs> with, that has a little bit of money should absolutely like produce that. Shit. That'd I do so kidneys. <laughs> like, what? Like, how? Like, I, I want... Oh, my like, God. <laughs> I want a better understanding of the technology that... That created that and like how it's <laughs> able to, you know, effectively. I mean, cause. Oh man. I have, uh, I have another one too. You guys want to hear one more? <laughs> this one's pretty fun. Yeah. This one, uh, I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Bob Ross videos and then asked it to write a Bob Ross video of its own. Here's the first page. Okay. Page one. Bob Ross video. It is very small. Okay. Interior. Painting studio. This one's just entitled Bob Ross. There's no cool subtitle on this one. Bob Ross stands in front of a blank canvas that doesn't know how lucky it is. Bob smiles. His teeth aren't hiding today. Bob Ross. Today we will paint a mountain that owes us nothing. Bob picks up his painting weapons. Bob Ross. I will be using three colors. Baby blue, hot pink, and hot baby. Bob mixes the colors together. They will never be alone again. It doesn't matter what they want. (laughs) Bob Ross. Painting was invented by a tiny bird that wanted to be rich. Okay, let's meet Mr. Mountain. Bob paints a mountain. The one from nature. (laughs) You know. You know the mountain. (laughs) The one from nature. (laughs) Okay. Bob Ross. It's not all about you, mountain. Bob paints a cloud. (laughs) Bob Ross. I went to school with that cloud. Bob paints a forest. Bob Ross. These trees are up to something. But I won't tell the police. Now what more does this painting need? Bob stares into the camera. Paint leaks out of him. (laughs) Bob Ross. That's right. It needs you. Bob paints you on top of the mountain. You are at peace. Bob Ross. If you need help, ask the cloud. The cloud won't help you. This is really poetic. It kind of is, right? It was like a very long haiku. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra long haiku. Yeah, that's weird. So, uh, so that's the future. So do you think it just like takes like an inventory of the words that are used in whatever source material you're giving? You know, like is it just basically giving you like commonly used words and trying to, you know, it, it has some sort of grammar, like, 
programmed to where like it takes the mm-hmm. words and knows how to use them grammatically correct. But I mean, even at times, like it seems like it goes past that. Like, how would it? Yeah, it's I mean, weird. I think that it it already has its own vocabulary of a uh, vocabulary of its own, and they have it ingest it whether it's you know feeding it the scripts or having it actually like hear it. But I don't know. I don't know how they do this. Yeah, that's pretty pretty interesting. But it's terrifying. Help, ask the clouds. The clouds <laughs> won't help you. I mean, that right there is such a all right. That's an, yeah. That's an intelligent fucking statement. There was like another thing it said that and, was like what? And Bob Ross didn't say the clouds won't help you at the end. That was like a that was like a stage direction. The clouds won't help you. <laughs> but he said, if you need help, ask the clouds. And then the stage direction was, the clouds won't help you. So, that's a trip, for sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, the future, man. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, is my kid going to be a, a millennial, or is he going to be something? I feel like he's like going to be like the next thing. I think there's a new thing. I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to find out. What comes after millennial? Because he wasn't around for the millennium, so I don't see how he would be a millennial. Generation Z. Generation Z or Gen Z, also known as iGen, or post-millennials, is the demographic after millennials. Uh, uh, Mid-1990s to mid-2000s? Well, what comes after that? Yeah, I, mean, I guess they haven't really come up with a stereotype for them yet, because they're... Ask for it. A- ask the internet what's next. Yeah, there's the Lost Generation, GI Generation, Silent Generation, Baby Boomers, Generation X, Millennials, Generation Z. It's the last one on the list. That's stupid. Why did they skip over Generation Y? I mean, like... Yeah, because Generation Y is Millennials, and they were like, I don't want to be Y. Why did they start at the end of the alphabet? Who the fuck does that? Yeah. Why not Generation A? Like, <laughs> they started at X. Generation X. Because that was a cool one. And I remember they they were Generation X on the Pepsi marketing a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They did, like, yes. the whole Generation Next with the, with the Pepsi thing. And they had the girl dancing on the table. You know what I'm talking about? So, so we're considered millennials, huh? Yeah, we're technically millennials because we were born before the, it's like 93 is the cutoff, I think. So we're not baby boomers and we're not Gen Gen Z. We're millennials. Fucking millennials. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, when I first found out I was a millennial, I was like, fuck that. I'm not, don't group me in with them. And then the older I get, I feel better about being a millennial because I'm still young. I'm still a useful demographic and advertiser. <laughs> Advertisers are still interested in my opinion for another four years. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty that's, sweet. That's true, yeah. You know? Once you I get, guess so. Once you turn 36, nobody gives a fuck. You shut your mouth and just go to work. <laughs> nobody cares about your opinion. But 35, you're, you're solid. That's a solid demographic. Yeah. It's like uh eighteen to thirty five year old males. Yep, that's the that's the, the sweet spot they say. That's the main one. It's the advertiser's <laughs> wet dream. Uh I have a I have an idea that I want what's wrong with thirty five to fifty two? The lot. Yeah. It's a it's a dead zone. It's a dead zone before. I mean unless you, you're like Sears or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like a place like old old dudes go. Unless you're Sears, pretty much Applebee's. just Sears. Yeah, yeah. Sears, Chili's, maybe. Yeah, Applebee's and, and Chili's, both of those. Um, I had this. Those. Uh, yeah, the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Hardware. That's yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely church. So church. I'm not gonna go to church. No old people. No church. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I'll probably end up going to Home Depot a lot when I get older and have a house to maintain, not, not apartment, but I don't think I'm ever going to go to church. Yeah, very true. But I thought we were just talking on average, not about you. Oh, well, everything's about me. Yeah, I know. I should have known. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Anybody else got anything to throw? Yeah, yeah. I have one ultimate word of advice for okay. you oh. um, when it comes to children. Don't have another. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm going to evaluate the first one's behavior. Uh, you know, see. Um, no, 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 no. See no, how no, that no, tax see, break out, looks. Here's uh, what happens. Here's what happens. Right. You get like three or four years down the road, and you're like, "Hey, you know, this kid's potty trained, and he's he's kind of smart, and you know, like." It'd be nice to have another one, you know, that he could play with and they could grow up together and they could be best pals. And and then you go another four or five years down the road. You want to know what you have? Two children? You have no time. No. And no and microphone. your mic cut out. <laughs> <clears throat> there it is. Back. As opposed to every five minutes, your child's coming out and telling you something. You have one coming out every two and a half minutes. And yeah. it is also gone again. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be quite a pickle. Yeah. By the time child is done telling you something and leaves, the other one is on his way in to tell you something. And it, it just goes like that. Forever. In perpetuity. Yeah. Forever. And ever. And right now they're going through this weird like half dish really close to each other. And oh ever. Forever. Your microphone is fucking killing me. We're done. We're done with this. All right. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tang Tang. I'll be back hopefully. Oh yeah, that's right. If, it's, if this child allows it. I will um I will return to this podcast someday with with tales of all, all fatherhood sorts of, all sorts of fatherist things yeah mm-hmm. it's going to be crazy congratulations thanks yeah congrats thank you man appreciate it natural habitat recordings